Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today Ben and I are talking all about repurposing your content for social media. I do it, Ben does it for his agency, a lot of people I follow do it, and the reason why is because 2024 is all about working smarter, not harder. I will keep repeating that phrase until I'm blue in the face, and I definitely do it in this podcast episode. So if you're sick of it already, you're going to get sick of it again and again and again and again. Because like I said, 2024, work smarter, not harder. And how do you do that? By repurposing your content. And we are going to talk all about how you can do that, why you should do that, and some tools that you should be using to do just that for yourself this year. So let's get right on into it. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Ben. How are you today? I am great, Mackenzie. How are you doing? Not too bad. A little tired, but we've spoken all about that and all my insomnia issues earlier. But yeah, it's it's we're going to make it through. We're going to get through it like we always do. So before we get started into our overall topic today, which I'm really, really excited about talking to you about, mm-hmm. do you have a flex tip? Boom. Boom. Flex tip. Yes, I do. I do. And that was obviously as good as ever. But uh, I do have a tip. And it's essentially just to, as a creator or a brand owner or whatever it may be, it's figuring out what are your core messages? Because if you look at any successful creator, they typically are built around a few core things, core value systems or approaches to things that they repeat again and again and again in different ways. And so this makes it easy for everyone. It makes it easier for you to understand exactly who you are. You don't need to reinvent the wheel every single time. And if you think about it logically, people rewatch their favorite stuff again and again all the time, right? Like people rewatch their favorite shows, their favorite movies. So don't feel like you can't go back to your greatest hits if you know they're your greatest hits. And also by repeating a message in a a different way, you're, you're ensuring that you capture every person possible that would resonate with your message. Because some people, sometimes people need to hear something the third different way before it connects with them. They're like, oh, I get it now. And so if you yeah. don't do that, you're, you're missing out on the potential to reach people the third or fourth time hearing it a different way. So big tip is understand what are your greatest hits. Don't be afraid to go back to them and just remix the way that you're delivering that message. Absolutely. And this really ties in well to what we're going to be talking about today, which is obviously repurposing content. I'm sure you've all seen it in the little logo when you tapped on this podcast today. But 2024, it's all about working smarter, not harder. And one of the ways to do that is by repurposing the content that you know has done well for you in the past. Mm -hmm. So going through your analytics and kind of highlighting things that you've noticed have gotten a lot of shares or have gotten a lot of comments or people have engaged with quite often. Those are really good pieces to kind of figure out and find and create other content based on that previous content. Without a doubt. Yeah. And I also think that it's a great idea to create a system that allows you to test things quickly. So for the system that I'm implementing this year is one that I stole from Hermosi because he would start with Twitter and because it's a great platform to get things out quickly. So I think go start with whatever is the easiest for you, whether that be Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever, just as a means of getting tests out there. And so that way you're not putting a ton of effort into an unproven concept. And so then if you go through your test cycle and you start with Twitter, maybe it's a a tweet and you see that does better than normal tweets. Okay, oh, maybe I invest more time into turning this concept into a TikTok. And then it's like, okay, it will work there too. Then now we make it a full podcast, right? It's just so much more likely to work. And then once you do get to the longer form content, super easy to repurpose that as well. Exactly. And 
we've talked about this previously, but when you repurpose content, it helps you like reach way more people. So kind of like what you're saying, start on one platform. And once you realize that it's doing well on that platform, go to another platform and repurpose it specifically for that platform. And you're not only just getting the attention from the people on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it now, but you're getting the attention from your followers on TikTok, your followers on Instagram, your followers on Facebook, because every single platform you're on, it does have a slightly different audience. So your <laughs> your message is reading, reaching way more people than that original message just on Twitter would be and like if you're repurposing it on different platforms. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it makes sense to to do that because people follow you on different platforms for different reasons. But if something works really well on a specific platform, it's very likely going to work on all the platforms. And that's why some of the most viral content you'll ever see is people that just rip tweets and put them on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like that happens all the time. And it's because of the exact principles we're talking about here is that it's a proven concept. There's a reason why so many people read the same books. There's a reason why so many people watch the same things. If it works, it works. Like we're not that different. And so if you find yeah. gold, milk that. You know what I'm saying? Put that <laughs> put that everywhere because it's highly likely going to work. I see this all the time for my own stuff and then tons of other creators. So like Mackenzie already said, work smart not hard. And if you've proven the yeah. concept, run with the concept. Well, even like thinking about, like I was thinking about it today when we were, before we got on the podcast, as I was like re doing more research, all the people that I kind of follow on Instagram and on Twitter, they all basically have a specific niche that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And each person repurposes their content or they're talking about the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I follow them specifically so I can get this very specific content. And they're saying the exact same thing and they're repurposing every single time. But for me, it feels new and their message is just going deeper and deeper. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing is that we, we very often overcomplicate yeah. growth and community building where we feel like we have to cast this super wide net. The ones that are winning the most, they have just very strong belief systems that they go to again and again. And until so you start realizing that, much like you just said, it feels fresh to you because they're saying it a different way. Yeah. But if you if you peel back the onion, you you realize, okay, they said that like 40 times already. But it's still <laughs> like because we believe in the message, we, we want to believe in it even more. So yeah, that, that, 100%. You can't overstate that. Yeah, exactly. So but that kind of goes into another reason why you should be repurposing your content is because you can get your message that you want out there. You can say it so many different ways. And that way it's getting deeper and deeper into the consciousness of the people who are following you. Because if you're just saying it once and just like letting it sit out there and you're not following up on it, you're not going deeper into the topic, then people might just look at it and be like, oh, okay, interesting. And just walk away from it. But the more you're talking about it and the more you're drilling down on that very specific thing, people are going to just really think about that message and it they're going to see your content and be like, oh, it's this person who talks about this thing and their message is this. Yeah, it, it dramatically increases the chances that someone will follow you if they've seen it multiple times because it shows you that, that you're consistent. And people also love to have a clear understanding of, of the value that someone or something provides. Like we love to put labels on things just be, for our own understanding. And so if you repeat a message multiple times, you're making that easier for a, a customer to be like, or a follower, like, oh, okay, that's what they do. Right. And so then that, they instantly know they qualify themselves being like, I want more of this. And so if they've seen it numerous times, you've proven that they're going to get more of that. And then they click the follow button because in the world that we're at today, you need so many touch points to get someone to commit to actually following <laughs> you 
or something you, like very highly unique. And that might be your unique uh, perspective or your unique belief that is one of your pillars. And that might be exactly why they follow you, but they might need to hear it four or five times. It's just the way that we're, the world that we're in, there's so much content out there that you need to break through the noise somehow. And sometimes it's just repeating the message. How many times was it that you said that people need touch points now? It was seven, but now it's probably like 40. (laughs) (laughs) So because there's such an overwhelming amount. So it either needs to be incredibly emotionally charged, which is pretty hard to do, or just a lot of touch points. And it's usually a combination of the two because people are just so numb that they consume so many pieces of content. And so, yeah, that's a great way to get out there and try to fight the noise is have that consistent messaging. Absolutely. And if you're on here thinking, well, if I just repurpose the same thing, won't people get bored of it? No, because exactly what Ben just said, because we're so inundated with so much noise on the internet, there's there's a high chance that somebody who follows you hasn't seen your content. There's very high chance for that. And so being able to just continuously talk about your messaging and put that same message out there over and over again, you're going to probably hit people with new people that hasn't seen that content before. And even beyond that, the people that have seen it will consume so much content in between, they won't even remember. That's a very real thing. It's one of the biggest problems with like social as a consumer. (laughs) But for you, it's it's great. Like I would not worry about audience fatigue at all besides maybe on YouTube. It's like the only place where I would have any concern for it. Every other place, they're consuming so much content. By the time they see it again, Oh, I like that. They don't even remember. Like they just remember that they liked it. And so that's another check for you. Well, what's so funny is I was talking to friends yesterday about a TikTok video that I had seen and they were like, oh, can you please send it to me? And I was like, okay, yeah, let me just go back into my watch history because I didn't save it. But I was like, it's probably my watch history. And I couldn't, I like could remember the creator, but I couldn't remember when exactly I watched it, but I knew I had watched it sometime this week. Mm. I honestly, Ben, I was like terrified because I was like scrolling through and I knew and I went through like maybe four scrolls and there's about 12 videos on one scroll. I went through four scrolls and I hadn't even got to the morning of the videos from that morning. Like it was just, I was like, there's so much content that I've consumed just in one day. I didn't, I couldn't believe it. Until you go and look at and get that experience you don't get it because they're so good at at making you watch more <laughs> and so like that's a great experiment i've had almost the exact same scenario mackenzie where I'm, i went through and looked and i'm just like i don't even remember the majority of these videos that i'm scrolling through right now like at all so that yeah it's a uh, that further shows you can absolutely get away with repurposing your content. Yeah. And also it kind of shows you exactly how, how long you can watch something for TikTok to be like, okay, this is a view or this is a watch Mm -hmm. because there are many videos in there that I was just like really quickly scrolling through that I might've watched for maybe two seconds, if that before scrolling and they counted it as a watch. Yeah. So that. It's something interesting that might be good for some people to know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely knowledge is obviously power. And so looking looking at this, all this stuff matters for you as the creator and then also as a consumer. And I think that if you're listening to this show, <laughs> it's equally important to be conscious of both because it's very easy to say, Oh, I'm I'm studying for market research and then you spend hours in there and uh how much market research did you really do? You know what I mean? Zero, zero. I was doing marketing research last night before bed and it became midnight and I was like, Oh god. <laughs> yeah, if you're not taking notes and implementing what you're consuming pretty quickly, then 
you're probably not doing marketing research or, or market research at all. So yeah, I would ask yourself that question next time you say that's why you're consuming. <laughs> totally cool with anyone consuming mindlessly if that's their intention. But I think a lot of people convince themselves they're being productive when they're really just burning time. Absolutely. Another thing that repurposing content is really, really helpful for is it kind of gives you breathing room and space to create better content and be more creative with your content. I know, and I'm sure, and Ben definitely knows, it's coming up with new ideas every single week or every single day is so draining and so hard to do. And it kind of like makes all of your creativity disappear because mm -hmm. you're just trying to come up with new ideas and fresh ideas and it can get really hard to do. So repurposing your content lets you kind of look at the ideas that you've had previously and think of it in a new way and new creative ways that you can tell people that same exact message, which can hopefully turn into viral content because you're talking about the same thing and you're becoming more creative about that same message. Yeah, you become a way better writer or creator when you're able to explain something in a, in a unique way or a different way or a better way. Like, so, so that's why if you know your greatest hits and you know what your foundation is built upon, just figuring out different ways to relay that message is a really unique skill. And if you look at the most successful creators or brands, that's what they're doing. Like, even if you go, if you analyze their content, it may look and sound different, but if you break down the core concepts, they're doing the exact same thing. Like, I will actually challenge you to go look at your favorite creators that you think are geniuses. They're saying the same few things over and over again, but they're good things. So then you think they're yeah. a genius. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can do that too. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. The wheel works pretty well. We should use it. Yeah. Who was your example earlier? Everyone. But, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> Gary Vee is one of the biggest ones. Like if you, if you break down his content, it's like four principles that he says again and again and again in slightly different ways. Like he's, he swaps a, a variable here, like, and that's about it. But he's saying the same four or five core things infinite times. And that guy posts like seven, eight times a day. So that's like, clearly you're allowed to go back to the well if, if it's still got water. And uh, that's what he's doing. So I'm very confident any person you're following especially if it's education-based stuff, they're doing the exact yes. same thing. And also, once you find something that you're really good at talking about, mm. you want to learn more about it. Yes. And so you do more research. You want to talk to other people about it, which makes you the expert. And that's why people are going to you because you are talking about something that you're the expert in and you have different ideas and creative ideas about that certain topic. And that is hugely important when researching things and just finding your, like Ben keeps saying, like your hit pieces on social media. Yeah, it's so really important for, for top of funnel content to be like that. So when you understand your few core values, that's what you should base the majority of your top of funnel content around. And they should be as wide of a net as possible while still attracting your right people. Because I think Absolutely. the biggest problem that people have is that they confuse the the purpose of their content before they post it. There's some content that you you want to post that's only for your core people. And so you want to make sure that that's being used in a way that it makes sense to achieve its desired purpose. So maybe you, you post that on in a platform that you don't have the biggest audience, but you know it's more of a core audience thing, right? Or maybe you say that for paid content. Like there's so many things that you want to consider. Like Sometimes the most valuable content it's only valuable to a small group of people. And so it's, it can't possibly go viral, but it could maybe provide a ton of value to people. And so that might be something that you put into a course or in a paid community, right? So it's, it's, it's understanding what is the purpose of this content. And I know that as 
even as someone who focuses on growth, I always struggle with that being like, I want to do something <laughs> new and novel all the time. But there's a reason yeah. why you don't do that. It's because you're going to alienate too many people for it to reach the people that you could eventually help with that higher level content. Yep, absolutely. So as you were talking about with like top of funnel and leads and lead generation, when you stick to that same message, it can lead to a higher web traffic to mm -hmm. your actual sales page. So if you're somebody who's selling a product or a service, using that really general overall topic and getting lower and lower into the funnel, you can really hone in on the things that you are selling or why people should be following you for that specific thing that you're good at talking about. So say like Flick, we overall are social media management. So we help people with their social media. We help them find hashtags. We help them with their content creation. We help them with scheduling. But the further on when you actually see us originally on social media, you're going to hear us talking about marketing. You're going to hear us talking about social media. Obviously, that's why you're here. We're talking about social media. We're talking about marketing. But the further that you get, you realize that what our actual goal to do is social media management to help people create content. So the next content that we make on our Facebook or on our Twitter, TikTok, whatever they are, we're going to be talking about our tools that we have to help people. And so that hopefully will lead people into coming to our sales page and to see what we're all about. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think there's just, there's five levels of, of awareness when it comes to like a problem. So there's unaware of the problem that they have. So then your goal there would be to show them there's a problem. Then there's problem aware once they're now aware of it. The next step would be solution aware and then product aware. So like the product that is that solution and then highly aware of all of those things would be your most bottom of funnel, ready to go, okay. ready to buy. And so typically the same elements that make your top of funnel or unaware content valuable, it, it, they're going to be universally valuable. Like it's, it's a few core things that you need to educate people on. And so that's why you need to say it four, five, six, and seven times because there's so many different <laughs> kinds of learners out there. And so if you want them to move down your funnel, it needs to resonate with them in some way. And that's why you go back to your greatest hits. And that's why you build a content system that allows you to test quickly and figure out, okay, well, if I say it like this, how do people respond? Or is this clear? Because a lot of times you've done it so many times that it's just because it's clear to you, you are unaware of how well you know something. And so I think the true ability to to master communicating to someone who knows almost nothing is a very valuable skill in marketing because you can move them up that awareness ladder very quickly if you're able to communicate in a succinct way. Absolutely. The like one of the ways that I realized that messages were sticking and that my friends were understanding what Flick was selling when mm -hmm. I was doing all the marketing for it was I have one friend who knows nothing about social media. She's not on social media. She hates it. She was like, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. She basically has like an old flip phone. So she has like legitimately has no social media on her phone. Okay. Has an old flip phone. And I was showing her the social media pages and she was like, oh, so the tool, it's a tool that does this and this and this. And I was like, yeah. Yes. And like, Having her understand that just from looking at the marketing, I was like, okay, so we're doing this correctly. We're saying the right message. And I think it's so important as a marketer and somebody who is so consumed by their product and service to have an outsider look in. So like a friend or somebody 
I don't know, somebody who's not in your social circle, who doesn't know exactly what you do day in and day out, look at it and do an audit just to see if it makes sense to somebody who's never seen your brand before. Yeah, I honestly think the best way to do that, because I have a personal example of that exact scenario, <laughs> is to go as far away from your target person as possible and just to see if they understand what you're trying to say. Like they, they don't have yeah. to understand like the core things beyond in your low, lower levels of content, but they should understand what you're trying to say or who you're trying to speak to. And I had that lesson because I had a I have an uncle, a great uncle who was a very successful entrepreneur. He started asking about what my business does, and I explained it super in depth. And he's like, I, if I don't even know if I need you or, or who would need you. Mm. And I was like, he's like, people want to help you, Ben, but if they don't know how to, or who do they could connect you to, then they can't do it. So he's, he's like, work on the elevator pitch. And I, it dramatically changed how I positioned my communication yeah. in my business. And so that's a great test. And so whenever I'm, I'm also teaching something, I ask my mom, I'm like, does this make sense? Cause I know she knows nothing about anything yeah. that I do. <laughs> And so if she can grasp the overall concept, I know I'm able to move forward. And so having those yeah. buffers is a great idea. I think having a person in and of itself is a great tool. And then another like physical tool is using online writing tools to determine what grade level you're speaking at. I know a Correct. big mistake that I constantly make is I, I speak in language that's alienating to people. And that's kind of ironic because that word is alienating in and of itself. <laughs> but it, it rem- limits how many people can understand the concept. And so... They, they always say that people read typically at around a grade three level. So if you're not if you're not writing in that style, you're missing out on a lot of people that can consume it. So especially with this top of funnel stuff we're talking about, you don't want to push anyone out of the way that could benefit from it. So you want to make sure you're speaking in very approachable language. And there's actually tools that you can put the text through and it will say like you're speaking at this grade level or this grade level and you want to get close to, to grade three. Yeah, absolutely. Like avoid jargon. Which yes. Obviously, jargon's another word, but avoid jargon when it comes to your specific niche and brand. Because yes. if a doctor was telling me what they do and they were only using doctor's jargon, I would just be like, I, what? Yeah. What do you mean? hundred <laughs> percent. And I, we do this stuff every single day. We live in it. And now more so than ever, you can't escape what you do because it trickles into all your algorithms for even just casual consumption. So absolutely, uh, having a filtration system or someone just that you, you run stuff by that doesn't know your stuff is really, really valuable because you're blind to how well you know something. And so sometimes you, even when you speak to other people, oftentimes they, they at least have like a service level understanding. Well, that's not necessarily who your customer is. You may have to educate them across the whole five uh, levels like we talked about. Absolutely. So you talked about writing tools and how that would be kind of helpful to for you to kind of go through that. Just make sure that you're not talking to a consumer who doesn't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Other tools people can use to kind of repurpose and things like that, I highly recommend analytics just to kind of go through your analytics. And that could just be, you can use the apps analytics because usually you can find some pretty interesting information from those. Mm -hmm. But looking through that and seeing what content is actually doing well for you and then kind of keeping track of those. So why are they doing well? Is it doing well through comments, likes, shares? How are people engaging with it? And just keeping note of that and keeping track of what the things people are coming to your account for. Absolutely. That understanding is, is really huge. So then you can, sometimes you might think that this is your best idea and then no one can resonate with it. And that teaches you one of two things. Either you need to say it a different way or maybe it's not actually your best idea. <laughs> and and like sometimes that just is the case, right? You may fall in love with a concept, but the your audience doesn't. Or maybe it's not as important as to them as you thought it was. And your your numbers will, will show you that. So if you don't look at that, uh, that that's only going to, 
hurt you eventually. So you, that's a, a fantastic idea. Having a system where you just look, check in and try to work out what the numbers actually are saying to you is very, very yes. powerful. And then other tools that you should use are repurposing tools. So we're going to highlight Flick, obviously, because we are Flick and this is what we do. But Flick has an AI tool. And if you haven't used it, you can use it. Please go use it. Um, we have a seven-day free trial for you to kind of play around with everything to see if you like it. So a little try before you buy. But our AI tool has a feature called the Remix feature, which is repurposing content that has done well for you in the past. So all you have to do is put the link to that content. You can do like a blog post, a blog post link, and it will actually repurpose that blog post into small social media posts for you. And it's really quick and easy. You can also go into your analytics on Flick and see which of your posts in the past have done well. And there is a little icon next to those posts that is a remix um, little icon. And it will actually repurpose those posts for you in literal seconds. And I mean seconds. Mm. I've used it for our own Flick account and on things that have done really well for us. And usually memes do really well for us. And so I used it for some of our past memes and it's given me ideas for new memes that I can do in the future. And again, those memes have done well and well and well every single time. Yep. So something that I have spent hours on in the past, and I mean literal hours, it's saving me so much time so I can focus on creating better blog posts, so I can focus on doing research for the blog, so I can focus on other things mm -hmm. that need more of my time and also make sure that I'm more creative on our social media pages and get better ideas of what people are actually wanting from us. And I think that's really important is that people forget that just because you like something or just because you want to talk about a certain topic, it doesn't mean that your audience wants that from you. Yeah, or or maybe not your top of funnel audience too, right? Maybe that's something that you yeah. say, okay, this is going to be more for my intimate community, whether that be in your, uh, uh, what's it called on uh, Instagram now? Channels, your channels. Yeah, or the channels, so your, your broadcast chan channels. Yeah, yeah, your broadcast channel, or maybe within your, your Facebook community or your school community or Discord, whatever it may be. Maybe you save that for more for that stuff. Like it's really important to see how it is resonating and, and seeing if it's achieving the goal. I think a lot of people will make more complex content with the purpose of trying to go viral because they think, oh, this is super valuable. But if it alienates people or they need to know too much to, to get through, it can't inherently go viral, unfortunately. So there's still value in that content. And I think that's why online courses will always make sense or paid or certain content for certain problems makes a ton of sense. But if it's your top of funnel, and you're wondering why it's not getting results, that's probably why. And your data, your analytics can actually show you that. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have any questions about repurposing your content, we are here to answer any and all questions. You can find us over on social media. And please DM us. Send us an email. We're on email. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. But you can do all of that. And we are here to answer any and all of those questions. But yes, repurposing is what we're all about in 2024. Again, work smarter, not harder, because, you know, we all deserve some work-life balance in our lives. Yeah. And one final point that I would add to that is that so many people are repurposing, but they're re repurposing kind of blindly. And so I think it's important to mm -hmm. do the steps that we're talking about, like 
do so with intention. So do, do so with proven subjects and proven topics that you already know are going to work. And also take the extra few seconds to customize it to the platform that it's being repurposed on. Yes. So many people aren't doing that. And that's why they're just wondering why, why it's not having any success. So these small tweaks can make such a big difference when everyone else is just spamming the platform. When you take two seconds longer and customize it, it's going to do <laughs> disproportionately better. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. So before we go today, we have a flick feature and I just want to give a massive, massive shout out to social marketing queen. She um, shouted us out on her new podcast called Call Her Creator, where she talks about all about social media, basically tips for building like a six figure social media platforms, all that kind of thing. So I will link all that in the show notes, but she's incredible. She really talks about how she started on social media and how she grew her platforms. And she gives really good advice on how you can do the same if that's something you're looking for. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star review. That's how people find us. And we really want to talk to more people because that's what we love to do over here. You can also find us on social media. We are at flick.social on basically every single platform except X twitter which is at flick underscore social so please go give us a follow because we are really great and fun on all social media because and then also please 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 go watch all of the wonderful videos that ben does over on our youtube channel he talks about some really great things for social media and also has done a recent video on mossery mossery the guy that i can never say his name Anything else, Ben? No, I think just if something you want and you need help with, definitely let us know that wherever you consume our content the most. And we will make sure that we get to creating assets that can help you do whatever you're stuck on. So always feel free to communicate. We want this to be a two-way communication stream. So let us know what we can help you with. (laughs) Um, But that's all that we got. We will talk to you all soon. Bye. Peace. Peace.